welcome to another episode of the In Real Deep Podcast. I'm your host, Steve Semino, and with me as always is my co-host, Andrew Johnson. Hello, Andrew. Greetings. I have, I have no clever quip, because this is not a clever thing we're talking about here today. So. <laughs> it's, it's the least clever thing possibly in the cinematic yeah. year, and it's something yeah. we talk about every year around this time. And it can be uh, an exercise in exhaustion. It can be cathartic sometimes. It can be frustrating. It can be a whole mess of things. But it is a big deal whether Andrew and I like it or not. It is the Christmas of the movie season. It is the Oscar nominations. They are out. They came out earlier this week. Of course, they sparked a lot of conversation, a lot of controversy. We'll get into some of that. We won't get into other parts of it. This is really just an exercise we like to embark on every year where we talk about our the hits and misses that we're aware of. We talk about some surprises, some excitements, and also lament some failures. So, Andrew, uh, what do you think now that these like, – before we get too deep into the episode, do you have any initial Oscar thoughts? What do you think about this batch? What do you think about just the you – know, as, as you are one year older, what, how are your Oscar <laughs> thoughts matured over these last 365 days? Uh, I mean, I think the main thing is just that – you know, in whatever, take this in whatever context you want to, whether it's the demographic makeup of the nominees or the kind of movie that gets chosen. But it's going to take time for the Oscars to, if ever, for the Oscars to be something else. Like, I, I know there a lot, of, a lot has been made in the past couple of years of inducting new members, new voters, Um and you just look at this list of nominations, and again, when taken in whatever context you 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 want, but this is like a classic list of Oscar nominees in so many ways. Like, like uh, I mean, I'm just looking right at Ford versus Ferrari as one. But um, I mean, <laughs> we, I guess we can get I guess we can get into that. But far. but yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and, and so I, yeah, that's my initial. There's no, there's no surprise. I guess, I guess, shame on us if we're if we're really outraged. I mean, I was I was mildly annoyed for a couple minutes uh, at a couple of the snubs, and now I'm just like, whatever. <laughs> see, see you Sunday, February 9th. <clears throat> well, I'm a little whatever myself, but there's still some things to talk about, and we will get to them right here. But before we get too far, we're gonna do our beverage of choice segment. I was going to have a Los Angeles themed lager to celebrate the oscars because they are based in los angeles but because the oscars are not great i decided to rebel and i went with the rvca session ipa from saint archer which is actually based in san diego which in some ways is los oh. angeles's very mini buddy slash enemy so i feel like there was an act of tiny rebellion while going with something from from a neighboring sort of city well i am not drinking anything alcoholic possibly for the first time in the history of this podcast <laughs> I am drinking a ginger beer mixed with a lime mint seltzer, uh, and it's quite tasty. I'm Are trying you to. I'm trying to. January or is this just a? Uh, uh, no, no. Well, uh, I'd say a modified dry January. I'm just just trying to limit uh, limit my alcohol consumption. No, well, not consume alcohol on, on quote unquote school nights. Uh, so, so that's all. That sounds like a very good approximation of an alcoholic beverage. This that's pretty good. 
Well, that's the first thing I did. Well, it's just it's just like a, I'm going to sound like a like a wino now, but like it's just a habit. Like you come home and you or you hop on a podcast with your friend and you you have an alcoholic beverage and uh, you know you mix a uh, drink, but, you yell about movies for 45 minutes. Yeah, and you're good to go. I, I, I'm not being uh, super militant about it. So like last night I saw 1917 and I had a drink before then uh, before that before the movie. So and that was a school night. So it's a special but, occasion. You going to the movies is a rare occurrence these days you should absolutely celebrate that is true and that was special unlike this list of nominees (laughs) (laughs) well let's start with the big news that everyone is talking about i think it is if i had to imagine a hypothetical imaginary academy member i could see them saying something reading the controversy and the frustrations of people and saying something along the lines of what the fuck is wrong with you we give joker 11 nominations and this is how (laughs) you get mad at us like we're trying to expand our horizons we're trying to do what you want and everyone rebels against it andrew i know you haven't seen joker there's been so much ink spilled about this movie we don't need to go into it too much detail but i think the fact that it has the most nominations a year is absurd like it's not the best movie of the year i don't think this is the most the strongest year for movies by a long shot in the recent past but i promise andrew when you see joker you will not walk away from it and go that was number one with a bullet uh well i i have negative impression of that movie just going in i mean which may be good you might like it more because it's not bad like maybe you'll find something to actually enjoy but but it just seems like kind of shitty todd phillips who is shitty uh (laughs) made a knockoff taxi driver with a comic book character i mean am i am i interpreting the movie pretty much correctly Pretty much. And a good cast, and Joaquin is terrific, and if he wins Best you know, best Actor, I'm okay with that, just because I like him so much across the board that I wouldn't mind if he takes home some gold for something, and he certainly makes this bearable too, kind of okay. But yeah, I mean, beyond that, Tal Phillips had a wheelhouse, he was the raunchy comedy guy, and, <laughs> yeah, this, and he yeah. was, we were all yeah. okay with him when he stayed in that wheelhouse and made a billion dollars, but no one had any objections, and now he, you know, makes his quote-unquote serious movie and it makes even more money than his raunchy comedies and he is oscar nominated and that's it's it's not the end of the world it's fine but you know i've sort of come to grips with that over the last couple months but it's just a little disheartening to see it getting so many awards I, i just don't know what that means more than oscar relevance for the future of films in general like does that portend what are the next few years going to feature now as a result? That seems like a dark universe we're entering into. Yeah, and I, I mean, I, that was one of my first reactions, which I think I furiously typed to you in, uh, in, in <laughs> Gmail, which was like, you know, I mean, can the comic book people just shut up forever now? Because they have their representation now. I mean, like, just just please stop. Um, you know, I, I think one of the best articles I read about film this year, and I think you and I both read it, was basically that the, was essentially piggybacking on Martin Scorsese's comments and just basically saying, like, that comic book fans are the sorest winners of all time. Like, they love to pretend like they're, you know, offbeat and they have weird tastes and like the comic book movies won. So, like, what else do you want now? You got 11 fucking Oscar nominations. <laughs> your movies suck by the way like relative to like the actual good movies that one year and i like comic book movies um but they suck compared to the like the actual good movies on this list and martin scorsese is right and i'm sure those people aren't going to shut up but uh you know i don't know what else they want no they're not they're not there's no way they're going to shut up it's an impossibility 
I guess we don't need that best popular film category anymore in, uh, in, for the Oscars. <laughs> yeah, that was that was fun. We did a whole podcast about that. I, I would love those yeah. 42 minutes of my life back. I don't know about you. Yeah. Yeah. Huh? yeah. yeah. Well, let's get it. Let's let's branch off that. We're going to go through a few of the categories here and talk about some of the exciting ones. Uh, continuing on the Joker theme, let's talk about best director. You got five men here, which is not a conversation we're going to have a ton. I think Andrew put it very well at the top. It's just going to take time for the Oscars to change in a broad, comprehensive way. And also, for all the people getting upset about it, I, I, I share their frustrations. I will say, Little Women is one of my favorite movies of the year, and I wish Greta Gerwig had been nominated. She had already been nominated, so there really is no justification yeah. for not picking her. But it's it's a, five is an arbitrary number that the Oscars use in almost every category, sometimes less in one exception more. But there's just there's there, there's a, there's a cutoff, and I'm not surprised that that cutoff in certain, especially in a category like that where numbers are getting better for women, but they're still not directing very many movies. And so it's just not surprising to me at all that Greta would be one of the people who got the axe or Lulu Wong for The Farewell or anyone of that sort yeah. just because it's just uh, the, the, the demographics aren't skewed in their direction and they're not getting enough work as is. And even their successes, I'm just not surprised that they're not being, you know, lauded upon. Yeah, well, and when I talked about the demographic, like the, the influx of new voters, like they, they didn't like purge the roles of the old either so they're so, dying but they're not dying uh, that fast right right yeah it's, it's kind of how we ended up in with donald trump as our president um <laughs> anyway uh but like well when you look at that directing category right like you're right it is it is an arbitrary cutoff so like you know scorsese and tarantino are just pretty much slam dunks whenever they make a movie right yeah. so so there's those two guys um you know todd phillips for joker and sam mendez for 1917 i mean those are the two Two of, two of the other most decorated movies. So you got to think those are going to get in. So then then it becomes Greta or Bong Joon-ho for Parasite. And I believe he's a first-time nominee. Um, so it's like the, the, probably the two of them were like jockeying for that one last spot, right? Um, and it's amazing and, that a Korean director was able to, you know, if, if, if yeah. Greta is going to lose her spot in that one thing, I mean, th there's no better person I think it should go to over him. So Right. Right. Well, then, then you get into like a little, I guess, a debate of tokenism, right? Like, do you want the Korean guy or the American woman? I don't know. Like, you know, so, <laughs> and that's the kind of so, conversation we, you, yeah, you and yeah, I, yeah. as, right, right, as right. random white dudes, are not qualified yeah. nor interested in having. But no. No. I will say the Todd Phillips thing again is is disheartening but as you said like this is it is sort of a cascading effect a lot of the time you know if you get one you get the next one you get the next one whether it's year to year whether it's all in one year uh, right. the people just check off joker 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 and then you end up with todd phillips with a directing nom you know it's just sort of yeah. the way it goes it's frustrating but this is the enterprise we've all agreed upon as relevant and that's what you and i lament every year is we, we complain about this, but the whole world has decided this is fine. And, you know, that it yep. just is what it is. And it sucks, but that's the world. Yep. Todd Phillips, the guy who was there for the gangbang in old school. That's right. <laughs> that's right. And used to deploy the <laughs> F word liberally in his movies. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Not fuck. That's yeah, a word we're all yeah. okay with. Another F word. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, I think the other reason I don't like him or his movie is because he, if you recall, when the Joker came out right before that, he came out and like, 
gave an interview where he complained about how he basically like he couldn't make homophobic jokes anymore. Essentially, that was the tenor of it. It's like, well, I can't make good comedies anymore because I can't make fun of gay people, essentially. Yep. And it was like, well, I, I was like, and the backlash you know, for like, that is he got 11 Oscar nominations. Yes, right, right, yeah, yeah. He's, I mean, I mean, just like he was put out on an island, you know, I walking in the wilderness and, uh, you know, I mean, yeah, I mean, whatever ridiculous. And by the way, he could probably still make a comedy with like homophobic jokes in it. I'm sure. I'm he's, sure he can. he's like one of the most, you know, in terms of commercial success, he's one of the most successful directors of the last two decades, probably. Like he can do whatever he wants. Oh, and that's why God. he got to make Joker and that worked too. So <laughs> boo-hoo, the tiniest fucking violin for Todd Phillips, but he did yeah. it. He, he cracked the code. You know, I, it's, I, there's, there's a, I have a weird sinister respect for that, even though I do dislike him as you do. So, but I will say, yeah. I know Andrew, um, I will say of the director nominees, uh, it'll be interesting to see who wins this one. I do think a lot of the categories this year are fairly wide open. I would love to yeah. see Scorsese win as sort of a career capper. Also because I am not the biggest Departed fan, so I would enjoy seeing this mm. one added to that as the as one of the you know beloved Oscar movies that Marty actually got recognition for. But I do think there's I, I could see this going either way for sure. Yeah, well, I mean, there's a there's a there's a classic Oscar trope. The, the probably the the classic one, which is the 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 highly regarded person winning for the wrong thing. Um, like you said, Joaquin Phoenix winning for the for the Joker. Uh, like he, <laughs> there's been a, a number of other roles he should have won for. Like for example, her. Or uh, anyway, um, uh, yeah, I so I just saw 1917 last night. And um, I'm not saying that I think it's the best movie of the year. I don't think it is. Um, I think it's going to win a lot. And I think it's probably going to win this. I think Sam Mendes is probably going to win this category. That's 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 my that's my gut. Um, I I haven't seen that's the only movie of the best picture nominees that I have not seen. But given the conceit or, you know, the the premise of the the shot that that seems like, you know, I don't want to call it a gimmick because I'm sure it's very impressive. But it does seem like something they would reward uh, very happily. it's it's the most it's it's of the movies there it's the most that is uh well it's it's where the directing work is most obvious i guess you could say <laughs> right like 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 yeah it, it is not a gimmick it is very impressive and it, i think it's important to that to that film working the way it does but um there's also just that fact that uh that it's the most it's the most obvious to actually see with your eyes i suppose and that's one thing i always get into i think i mention this every year which is like do we really need a best director in a best picture category anymore? Like, I mean, how do you directing is like, that's, you're like the CEO of the movie. You're like responsible for everything involved, right? It's not like sound mixing or one other piece. So like, why do we really need a directing category and a best picture category? I always feel like you just have the best picture. Yeah. It doesn't make any it's, it's a flawed premise for sure, and it doesn't usually make a lot of sense, especially when they split and picture wins one and director wins the other. You go, what? Why is that? Right, <laughs> he was right, the best right. director, but he didn't make the best movie. Yeah. Like that's that's <laughs> a you, sometimes that makes sense, but it's usually the slimmest amount of sense possible. You know, it's it's because the sound mixing guys fucked everything up. I guess, yeah. Um, <laughs> right. Um, I don't know. Well, let's go from that to the two supporting role categories. Andrew, I don't think you've seen a ton of movies in this list, which is unfortunate, but I know you're a busy man. You've actually seen a lot of actor in a supporting role, and I think that is the best category of the entire awards. I think it is five of the best, most beloved actors of this and the last generation, and I'm really excited to see where that one goes. 
Yeah, I won't make the joke I made before coming on here about Al Pacino. Um, but I, <laughs> I was I'm setting sure up we'll... for it too. I was going to let yeah. you do it. I was like, he's going to do it. You know, he, we're... Said, he said a mean thing about Al Pacino for everyone it's... listening. It was an off mic conversation. It's, and it's what it is. Mean to me. It's what it is. I'll let Tom make the joke when we record <laughs> it. Finally, record our Irishman podcast. Um, yeah, I mean, this is loaded, you know, and like no one under 50, right? Holy crap. Brad Pitt's the young guy. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he really he's not very wow. young. Good uh, I've seen all those movies. Everyone is terrific in them. I don't think there is a single, you know, attaboy, you know, legend type award in there or, or legend recognition in there. I think they're all great. I love them all very much. Irishman, like you said, Andrew, we're going to talk about that more than a few times in the next month or so, I imagine. But I think Pacino and Pesci are both terrific. My gut tells me Pitt's going to take this one. But especially because he won the Golden Globe, although those aren't always indicative of the Oscars. But it just feels like the Irishman votes will split the difference. Hanks and Hopkins were great, but that that, that seems more like a nomination than uh, the win. And Pitt is going to be recognized for, I believe, the first time. And I think well justified. He was really, really good in Once Upon a Time. Uh, I, I have no idea who's going to win this one. Um, it, I haven't seen, I mean, I'm, you're, you're just cause of how many times he's won, uh, your eye is drawn to Tom Hanks immediately, even, even when then this esteemed, uh, his esteemed fellow nominees there. Um, so I have no idea if you say Brad Pitt's going to win, I believe you. I really hope Joe Pesci wins. Cause I thought his performance in the Irishman was, uh, like kind of the glue of that movie in a lot of ways. Um, and, uh, you know, just, just so, so understated and against type. Um, and, and also it was just good to see Joe Pesci after like years of him sort of being in like a pseudo retirement, I guess. Um, so that's who I'm, that's what I'm sentimentally pulling for. I don't think I'll be upset if any of these guys win though. I mean, like, no, I, I, I think they were all really, really great. And they're yeah. all, they all seem like lovely people to a certain extent. So I'm glad, yeah. uh, well, it's either way. It's all. It's definitely the star power there is is huge though. That's gonna be a fun yeah. one. So yeah, yeah. It's one we can get behind and be excited by a series of nominations that we are fans of. Uh, actress in a supporting role is pretty star studded as well. Yeah, Kathy Bates, Laura Dern, Scarlett Johansson, Margot Robbie, Florence Pugh. I again, I I cannot say enough about Little Women. I'm so happy Florence Pugh was nominated. She had an. I think she might have had. I wrote this on InRealDeep.com. I think she might have had one of the best acting years of anyone. Male or female in 2019. Fighting with my family, Midsummer, and Little Women were all. She was terrific in all of them. You know, she wasn't the lead in Little Women, but she was maybe the. I think she was the best performance. Her and Saoirse Ronan were neck and neck. And either way, in the other two, she was the lead and she was terrific. All very different type of performances. And, you know, I think this was a huge breakout year for her. I don't think she takes this home, but I'm so happy to see her getting some recognition for an amazing 2019. Well, who is going to take them? I have no idea because I have only seen Marriage Story out of all these. So, and I don't feel like Laura Dern's going to win based on having I seen mean, them. I mean, that's going to be fast because ScarJo is nominated twice. She's nominated twice, for Best right. Actress as well. Right. I think she is was not that good in JoJo Rabbit even. So, and Bombshell is not getting you know the I believe it has it's got some acting. I, her and Charlie Margot Robbie and Charlize Theron got nominations, but it's not really beloved either. So I could really see this going either way. Kathy Bates could get a you know. <sighs> Oh, sort of a legend award there for sure. She, yeah, yeah. Richard Jewell is not great, but she's her <laughs> usual solid self. Like she certainly does a very nice job. I, I would consider that a sparse performance, both in what she's doing and in the material she's given. I'm not really sure why that one got nominated. To be fully honest, 
But, I mean, I, I would say Dern and Bates are probably my two front runners, And then maybe Robbie, if they want to throw the statue at someone terrific. If they want to give it to Robbie, I think you and I would both be excited just because she was so good in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood and yeah. and off-debated yeah. and, and maligned in some ways performance. But I think she was terrific in that. And if you want to give her, uh, you know, a, a celebratory 2019 was great, all-encompassing award, I'd be fine with that. It's kind of interesting that, like, looking at the uh, the female side of things, like, I know Saoirse Ronan, I believe, who we'll talk about in a little bit, was, I think she's the youngest four-time nominee at this point, and Margot Robbie has been, I feel like, every year, pretty much now, she gets nominated, um, uh, which is, like, a credit to both of them, um, and I guess, and then Florence Pugh, I mean, we were talking about a younger generation here. Um, and then ScarJo is sort of stuck in the middle between two, two vets and two, two, two youngsters. Um, ScarJo feels like I, she's I, done this for thirty years, and she's probably what thirty right, seven right. years old, if even that. <laughs> like, That's just because she's been in eighteen Marvel movies in that time. <laughs> um, you just feel like you've been seeing her all the time. Uh, I, I would just second that. I Florence Pugh, and I haven't seen Little Women, but in M- Midsummer alone was amazing. So. Um, I guess that she has to do a sentiment. lot in that movie with just her face and her eyes and with you know and it, and it's it's absurd film and she I think she does yeah. a really great job in, in in ramming it all home without being too over the top. She was great. Yep. Absolutely. But, yeah. Let's move on to the two screenplay categories. These are pretty standard fare. Almost everything in these two categories was nominated for best picture. Minus one that I would like to talk about, and one that I think was, ter- you know, is is another quiet little success. The quiet little success. It's not quiet at all, actually, but it is, you know, amid all the controversy, it is really cool to see this getting all this recognition, and that's Parasite getting a screenplay nomination for a foreign film. That does not happen very often. Yeah. But, and best picture and screenplay, no acting nods, but really cool to, like, you know, I know Bong Joon-ho said at the Golden Globes, if you, you know, basically, I'm paraphrasing, but he said if you can get over reading little text on the screen, it, meaning subtitles, you'll open your life up to a, you know, an amazing amount of films. And I think that yeah. is a beautiful little yeah. sentiment. Not asking much of people. I know a lot of people, <laughs> for some people, it's asking the world, <laughs> but realistically, it's something everyone could do and parasite is terrific and it, it's so cool to see it get a screenplay nomination i i think that was pretty expected but still something worth celebrating yeah i mean you know a parasite feels like forever ago now it was only october or whatever it came out september october um and yeah i mean i th- these are this is this is a this is a very uh both categories are very stacked, I guess I would say. Uh, I having just seen 1917, and I, I am mostly positive about that. But I think you can throw the screenplay right out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's just I get from the reviews. But, that's not what the movie but, really is all about. I, I'd say so. You and I were trading texts about it last night. No, I'll write. I'll write a review for it for our site, of course. But like, um, I would say that the. I think it's unfair to criticize the story overall. Uh, I think it's completely fair to say that the dialogue of the film is uh, its weakest part by by quite a lot. Um, so I would throw that one out for sure um, uh, in that category. And then you know I don't I don't you know I don't I don't I don't know about any of the other ones yet. Again, I'm probably just defer to whatever Steve says is going to win. So <laughs> this is so nice when you're not seeing all the movies. My opinion takes I mean, top shelf. I mean, I mean, I mean, I guess I would say, like having seen Marriage Story, uh, that one feels like it could be a that a, a place that movie could, and I don't think it's going to win very much, but um, that feels like a place it could it could win because I mean that that is 
that's sort of the opposite of 1917. A lot of the, the, the script is a lot of the, the movie in a lot of ways. Um, so I don't know. And, but, and yeah. the Oscars usually use screenplay to like, it's sort of like, a. Uh, yeah. I don't wanna, I'm trying to think of the better word. Not fringy, but like sort of like a supplementary best picture, you know? Like, you're too thanks quirky, you're too weird. Yeah. yeah, thanks for playing. Like, her won best screenplay, yeah. you know? Yeah. Like, like her was never going to win best picture, but they yeah. gave it the original screenplay because it was sort of like, you're quirky, you're fun, you're interesting, you get screenplay, and then we'll give best picture to a serious film, you know? Like, and in that sense, but also, so I think Marriage Story fits the bill there, though Marriage Story isn't quirky, but it's just not going to win best picture. There's no way. Right. And right. then, but then there's also, you know, you can uh, overrate the Quentin Tarantino factor. Like, I could easily see him winning original screenplay for Once Upon a Time in Hollywood because, as we've noted before, movies about movies do very well at the Oscars. So it would not be surprising to see Tarantino just win because of that and because he's just Tarantino. Yeah, and actually, it's funny. We kind of glossed over that fact in the best directing category, but like, I don't believe he's won for best director, has he? Um, I don't believe so either. So that's other another one where I could almost see him him sneaking in there. Um, you know, or would, I would think be you're nice. right that Mendez probably is the front runner, just given the the you know difficulty yeah. of his. Yeah, he's never won best director, Pulp Fiction and Glorious Bastards, and now Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, and he's won screenplay twice. Yeah, yeah. Django okay. and Pulp Fiction. So yeah, yeah. the the numbers would dictate that he's probably going to win screenplay over director. But you yeah. know, he he, Carantino keeps saying he's not long for the directing world. Uh, we'll see if that is true or not. <laughs> but if that's you know maybe they, they people are going to give him a nomination here before he or give him a win here in director before he you know kicks off. It's possible. Yeah. Yeah, I will also say I would not be surprised in the adapted screenplay category because I don't think they're. I mean, the, the fear is the Joker wins that too, and I really don't Ugh. want Todd Phelps to win for writing. But I hope that there's a Little Women push there because it got nominated for a few things. You know, though Greta didn't get nominated, it still did okay in a couple other areas. I could see Little Women getting a little groundswell there of saying, "Hey, this is a great movie. The screenplay is terrific for that. You know, everyone in it's amazing." But the fact that she's able to mix the sort of some contemporary elements and a lot of traditional elements and a little timey feel and make it all work so well i think the screenplay is terrific and i would not be i would be very very happy i was gonna say i wouldn't be sad but i'd actually be very very happy if greta is the one to if greta gets a nice win there yep yeah i haven't seen it yet soon soon i highly recommend if you you know i think your wife would really enjoy it you'd enjoy it too i think it's just a beautiful movie for all so i've seen it twice already so i highly recommend if you haven't seen that amazing too (laughs) that's a lot (sighs) <sighs> All right, let's go to Best Picture, and then we'll loop back around and talk about some other ones that seem like they might be fun. But we'll go through all the Best Picture nominate, uh, nominees here because it's worth talking about as many of them as we can. They, of course, are Ford versus Ferrari, The Irishman, Jojo Rabbit, Joker, Little Women, Once Upon a Time, dot, 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 in Hollywood, Marriage Story, Parasite, and 1917. I have seen eight of these. I have not seen 1917. And as noted, that is Andrew's most recent film. So I would love to get your take, Andrew, of the ones you've seen or on what you've heard and read, where you think this particular category is going to go. So when I was, when I, every, every year when I go and see the movies that are likely to be nominated for the Oscars this time of year, I try to figure out, as I'm watching the movie, which one I think is going to win Best Picture. Again, not which one I think should win Best Picture, but one, which one I think will. Which is a sickness uh, we have. <laughs> yes, so yes. Fast. And 1917, just, I mean, it, it, um, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a thriller of a movie. Um, you know, it, 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 
it has this this sort of like you call it like not a gimmick exactly, but this this very technical approach um, that that sort of lends to the storytelling, um, and it just just seems like the 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 kind of movie that that the Oscars are just kind of going to kind of eat up. Um, I don't. It's about I, a war I, that we don't. They don't make a ton of movies about either. Yeah. At least like in a, for our generation, so I think that gives a little bit of oomph too. Like if it was another World War II movie, it'd be easy to lump it in there, but it's not. And I think that yeah. makes it a little more unique. Yeah, and it's it's just it's it is really well made. Like I I I, I was critical of, of the the dialogue specifically, but like it's it's a very 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 good movie. Um and. Uh, you know, I, I won't be upset if it wins. I mean, I, I, there's there's a couple others on here I, I preferred, but um, but it's it's a very very well well made movie uh, worth your time. And uh, I, I mean, I guess the the things that like if I was going to knock it a little bit would be like uh, like there's the, the dialogue specifically is very. Um, uh, I, I was comparing it to Dunkirk a lot. Um, uh, it would different war, but similar kind of approach and. Um, there was a lot of dialogue that was sort of which a lot of war movies are prone to, which is like very driving at the heart of the theme of the movie and saying it out loud rather than just showing. Um, and, uh, and then the other thing that's just hilarious is like, they kind of ha- cast these two main characters that are not really well, well-known faces, but they trot out pretty much every famous British actor for a very, like a spot role as they're moving through the the trenches in the Western Front, which is just kind of hilarious. Like it literally starts with Colin Firth and ends with Benedict Cumberbatch, uh, and there's others in between there that are like famous British people. It's, it's kind of funny that way. That's not really a knock against it. I just thought it was hilarious. Um, but no, it's it's it's. I, I and I'm I, I will the other thing I would say is I don't really buy into the Golden Globe. I think it won the Golden Globe, but I don't really buy into that con, uh, conveying any momentum to the Oscars because like if you look at the actual history, that just there isn't much evidence for that. Um, I just think having watched this movie, this just just seems like an Oscar winner. Like it's 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 very technical, but it's 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 safe enough in a green bookish kind of way that it's not gonna like piss people off or annoy people um it's not unconventional like there's there's just this subset of people in in hollywood in this in this voting body that are they're not going to ever write vote for parasite sorry um unfortunately that's that's their loss i guess um and and 1917 is the type of movie i just see that that type of person gravitating toward yep and i I already said four versus ferrari is the most dad movie of the year i will say the movie my actual dad has been the most rapturous about is 1917 so that may be you know may not be the most dad movie but dads it does have i think the dad votes are all in and they definitely rank that very high so all the dads in the oscars voting block will certainly have their choice Stiff British upper lip, you know, all that crap. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think yeah. we can say if we're going to go through all the best pictures, there's a couple that are just, you know, thanks for playing, which is Ford vs. Ferrari, Jojo Rabbit, Marriage Story, and Parasite, I think are all really have no chance. Yeah. So I, uh, yeah. There's a couple of them I would love to see win, but do you agree that none of those are probably going to take it home? Uh, yeah, I mean, that's that the, the one that to me that sticks out there that is just a shame is Parasite because that, that, that should be right at the top. Top but of the it's, list it's still cool whatever. that you know I get that that's definitely a scenario where I'm happy that the film is getting recognition. I'm happy that, yeah. that Bong Joon Ho is getting rep- recognition. Like that makes me yeah. happy, even if he doesn't win goal. It's still pretty cool. And then of the ones that are left, you <clears> have <throat> to give Joker a little. I mean, I I can't imagine we will live in a world where Joker wins uh, this uh, picture. 
but you can't discount it as a possibility. I would have said Irishman when I saw it a few months ago, and I think you and I, again, are going to talk about it a lot. I think our opinions on it will become very known in the very near future as loving it with all of our hearts. I don't feel like there's a lot of momentum behind it at this point. Like Maybe it's a Netflix thing. Maybe it's just... They're they're rewarding the couple performances and calling it a day. Maybe this is Mar like I don't know. I just don't feel like that's gonna win. Little Women, I don't see winning. I think screenplay is its only room there. And then I guess it sort of becomes Hollywood versus nineteen seventeen. And uh, you know, nineteen seventeen, if I really have to think about it, it feels like the the safe choice there. And but again, it's it's we'll talk about this when we do our best movies of twenty nineteen podcast in the near future and release our lists, which is coming in the next couple weeks. But this is a solid yet uninspiring list. I you know, yeah. it's the year has gotten a little better over the last couple of months. I know we were talking top ten lists in, you know, August, I would say, maybe even September, yeah. and they were both pretty barren. Like I I see ever I saw fifty movies in theaters this year, and my top ten list, you know, as of September was like three things that I felt okay about. And now I've gotten it up to a solid ten or twelve or fifteen even that I enjoyed, but Looking at this list of movies, I like a lot of these movies, and we'll talk about them more in the near future, and I think they're not bad, but it's 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 hard to make a choice, and uh, I think I, I do have to pause a little bit in looking at these and wonder, like, what, again, we, we talked about in terms of Joker, but, like, what comes next for movies? Like, what are these movies that are being, like, it's just, we're at a, I feel like we're at a very cruxy type time for the movie industry, and I really don't know where it goes. And I don't know if we should be happy about the Jojo rabbits and the marriage stories and the parasites of the world, or if we should be a little downtrodden because we look at the nine quote-unquote best movies of the year, and, you know, five of them are pretty mad. And the other four are great. Some of them are terrific, but just not a lot that I'm going to remember in a year or two or five. Yeah, well, I mean, that's the thing with the Best Picture nominees, though. Like, I mean, let's be honest. It's just like for, for me and probably for you, it's like a partial list. Right. Like these are not the best pictures of the year. Where's the where we didn't talk about the farewell, which in my book is one of the best movies of the year. Like, where is that? that that's nowhere on this list anywhere. Um, so that's just and, and that's just one that I particularly happen happen to like. So like and then and then, you know, that's why I just keep going back to Ford versus Ferrari, which I haven't seen, but I just. I just feel like I've seen that movie. You, I was gonna say you have seen. I, I, I have seen if you close yeah. your eyes right now, you can picture the like, movie. <laughs> like, and then you got weirdo Joker over there, and then Jojo Rabbit. We, I mean, I know you like Jojo Rabbit. I haven't seen it, but that one also feels strange and small. Um, it was fine. It, right. it, I, I, it's the, the momentum. It's the you know just the fact that it got this far is a little perplexing. But yeah, it was fine. Yeah. And you know, again, not to like. I loved Little Women. I loved Irishman. I liked Hollywood. I liked Marriage Story. I loved Parasite. So this isn't this isn't like a bad list. But you're right; it's partial. There are four or five here that are really good, and there are four or five that are bad. And I guess that's really the story of the Oscars: using it as a cultural barometer with to actually talk about good movies, impactful movies, movies that matter and shape things. It, yeah. It's not the list you should use. Like you should yeah. use your own list or a critic that you really like who shares your sensibilities or yeah. multiple critics or like a film society that, uh, you know, is, is more in tune with what you like to see from your films. Because, yeah, this is this is broad and it's incomplete and it just it never really speaks to what is happening. So maybe my my fears are unfounded just because this is a, an entity that gave Joker 11 nominations. So why am I giving it any weight? beyond the fact that it's a thing a lot of people watch on social 
TV. Yeah, and I mean, like, I don't, I don't necessarily buy much into the. You know, we got two nominees from Netflix here, but like, um, the rest of these movies are like not small in scale. Like, I mean, even Parasite, which is a foreign film, like a lot of people that I ran into, like, like friends and acquaintances, guys I play basketball, with, like had heard of that movie. Um, but before the long before the nominations came out. So, um, you know, a lot of these movies got, a, well, all of them really got, got a big audience. There's no like, 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 let's go back to Moonlight, right? Like Moonlight was a very beautiful, wonderful film that I think was even relative to like Parasite was probably less in the like zeitgeist. So I don't know what that means really. I, I it's, it's probably just signal and not no or noise and not signal, but, um, you know, I don't know. You, know, you can't draw any conclusions from this list. I mean, like there's, you know, there's no like, you know, a year from now, we'll probably be talking. There'll probably be some great comic book movie and then people will be whining about that not being in there. So I don't know. Like, uh, you know. You're right. and, and the dream of the Oscars from people like you and I, I would say, is it does take something like Parasite. <laughs> And give it more of a, a, a shelf life, more yeah. of a potential audience, uh, more when, when they're marketing it and selling it, or when Bong Joon-ho is trying to make other movies, like he has more weight behind him now because yeah. he has made something that is Oscar nominated. And he might take home trophies and people value that stuff. And people might go see it because they go, oh, this got an Oscar nomination and it's a Korean movie. Like, wow, like that's wild. I should see what this is all about. Like that is sort of the dream of the Oscar. And like, it's always, I feel like about finding those little diamonds in the rough that make you happy when you see the nominations come out, you know, it's like, Oh, I like these two people and I like this one thing. And, and that's, and that's good. And if you look at it as a whole, you're going to find, you know, 80% is going to frustrate or be neutral. And then, but you get those little tidbits that sort of make you press on and feel good. Well, and to your point, like it, it, it raises the profile of an individual movie. Like we always talk about that, but then, you know, I look at, a Quentin Tarantino movie, and maybe it's on the mind because we're in, in the middle of or very near the end of our Quentin Tarantino retrospective. But like the Oscars are one avenue by which his profile was raised a long time ago, you know. And now, because of that, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood opens big everywhere and it's a summer movie. Yep. So, um, so you know, it, it 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 is an opportunity for people to build 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 their brand and uh, and that's i guess that's you know if we're gonna come back full circle to the sort of like diversity and inclusion angle that's where you do want to start seeing um you know uh the bong joon hoes of the world and more people like them um being recognized right because that that gives them a platform to then um <clears throat> to then go on and, and do other things so Absolutely. That's that's the dream and the hope. And like you said, it'll, it'll happen for people and it'll matter. And, it you know, it, it'll be a down the line type thing. And, you know, it'll and we'll come back in a year. And like you said, and, and find we'll find something else to complain about. The console <laughs> fans will find something else to complain about. Everyone will complain in their own time on their own merits. Andrew, I just realized I totally took us off base here. We didn't talk about the leading roles. I can't believe I jumped to best picture before that, probably because I knew that Joaquin Phoenix is going to win 100%, and that's depressing in its own way. 
And yeah. so I, I don't know if you even want to talk about the other people involved in that category. I, I enjoy all of them. I didn't see Pain and Glory. I saw the other ones. And it's a uh, – so, I mean, Correa for Antonio Banderas. But it's it's a Joaquin Phoenix-driven category, and I guess that's just sort of the way it is. But mm-hmm. DiCaprio should win, though. I mean, Yes, I think, DiCaprio yeah. was great. DiCaprio was <laughs> – Jonathan Price is great, too. If you haven't seen Two yeah, Popes, yeah, we talked good. about it a little bit because of uh, uh, Anthony Hopkins getting nominated. They're both tremendous. It's a wonderful movie. Just it's really just it's basically a filmed play in a lot of ways, but it's the two lead the two the two main performances are terrific. So I couldn't yeah. recommend that more. And then I'm yeah. drivers Kylo Ren, so that's just a thing. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and then actors in a leading role is is sort of like it, it's it's an it's not the there's some big names. You know, you got Renee Zellweger, who everyone says is the favorite. I did not see Judy. You got Charlize Theron. You got Saoirse Ronan. You got Scarlett Johansson. And you have Cynthia Erivo, the only actress or actor of color nominated for a performance in Harriet. There's I, I've seen three. I've seen two of these movies. I love Saoirse Ronan. I like Scarlett Johansson a lot. It does. It, it's you know though you know it, this this it's hard to say with a category because I feel like with actress and leading role you get this a lot. There's a lot of performances yeah. for, in movies you've never seen, which yeah. probably speaks to the wide releases of female centric movies being minimal. You know, like yes. if yes. there's a woman leading a movie, it's probably going to be on a thousand screens for two weeks and then disappear at best. Yeah. So I don't know what it's like. If, if Renee was Renee Zellweger wins for Judy. That, that's sort of the, the opposite of what we were saying in a lot of ways, because I think people will be like, oh, hooray for Renee Zellweger. I liked her and Jerry Maguire 25 <laughs> years ago. You know, like, I'm not convinced that'll give Judy a lot of oomph. And that's sort of a shame when we are talking about the diversity side, diversity side of things. I, I don't think that always translates to the best actress category. Yeah, no, I think, and I, that's exactly what I was going to say, is they always put a bunch of oddballs in this category. Uh, and uh, I don't know what that means other than what I think you are kind of hypothesizing. That, that would be what I would I would also hypothesize. Um, I, I thought Scarlett Jane, I haven't, I have only seen, that's, she's the only one I, of the five I've seen, but I thought she was great in Marriage Story. Um, a nice palate cleanser to, like you said, her endless string of Marvel movies, too. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's sort a, of, she's played indie, you know, dramas before. Like, it's not super out of her wheelhouse or unexpected, but I think it's just, she's she's a little more, she, she, her and Driver both, uh, Driver's already plays an unlikable character every now and then, especially mm-hmm. in Star Wars movies, but ScarJo, I feel like, usually is uh, more like, this one she had moments of, genuine frustration and like it showed the the real dark side of divorce and like i think you know divorce is all dark i mean but it showed like the real dark side of it and how how sad and depressing it could be and i think she she didn't come out of it looking like you know aces you know she didn't she didn't protect herself necessarily no make herself they didn't make her the hero like everyone was sort of the villain in their own way and kudos to her for taking a role like that after you know basically she's the most bankable female actress there is right now probably yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I agree. She showed a ton of range there. I mean, but yeah, like like you, I need to. I have work to do here to see some of these these movies. Like, I actually am interested in seeing Judy and Harriet and Bombshell um, at some point. But you know, because they're not really nominated for a lot of, they don't really like. It hasn't been a focus uh, for like getting ready for the Oscars and getting ready for our top ten list and all that stuff. So, yep. But- yeah. You know, let's we'll 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 crack away. I know you and I both like to be as comprehensive as possible. We do have a lot of hot takes, but we like to make them hot takes that are relatively informed and backed by some mm. sort of actual knowledge of the films themselves. Yeah, so yeah, we'll yeah. Uh, we'll crack away at that. Andrew, is there anything else about the nominations that you wanted to note? I know there was one thing on my end, but I was curious if you had anything else that stood out to you. <laughs> well, I wanted to shout out Klaus getting a nomination. Yes, that's what I wanted to about. say. That was my one. 
Yeah. Um, so that was that that was great to see, uh, you know, and, and I guess in that context, it was kind of noticeable that Frozen 2 wasn't in there, which I, I don't I think probably is the right thing. But uh, having seen that, but um, still a little bit of surprise to not see Disney's tentpole uh, animated film. But it was fun when, you know, when we recorded the Klaus episode, which is available in our archives, part of our little Christmas package that we put together a few a month ago. We, you, myself, and Sam all were like, this should be an Oscar nominee. This is great. And I might have offered the most reservations just because I didn't think this, you know, all things considered, pretty small Netflix movie that was not being talked about a ton was going to sneak in. And it's really cool that it made it. I've genuinely given it thought about putting it in my top 10. I don't think I will because I don't think it was that good. But it was it was one of the surprises of the year. It was super enjoyable. And it's really cool that there was no Netflix stigma. So, like, I lost my body's a Netflix movie as well. I'm like, I think Netflix is a good place for animation. I think, you know, they don't yeah. always have to be big screen. Yeah. Like, the smaller, more intimate ideas should be made yeah. on a smaller scale and thrown on a streaming platform and i think it's really cool yeah. that they snuck a few in there yeah agree that was that was great uh i mean i'm i always pay attention to the animated features not just because i have young kids i that was that's been <laughs> but that that's certainly been before, can't hurt but, but no it doesn't doesn't but i well I, I mean we talked about toy story 4 on the podcast earlier so i love toy story 4 as well so um and missing link was really solid i haven't seen the other two but um, you're a Leica man i know when i when it won at the golden globes i said Leica, and i thought of you right away because i know it's yeah 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 uh that that has probably the Anna's favorite joke of the year, which is the the uh, the 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 missing link uh, Yeti character decides that he's going to name himself Susan, and she thought that was hilarious because you know he's a boy, but also because she has a, a cousin named Susan, which is she oh. thought that was <laughs> that's great. Yeah. Even more reason to like it. That's adorable. E- either that or Key and Peel shouting, "We got a kid!" But. <laughs> That's been your that's been your animated feature film category analysis. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, there you go, everyone. That is our recap of the Oscar nominations. They are a frustrating entity, but they matter, and we are here on the In Real Deep podcast to talk about them. And if you want to hear more about movies that we liked in 2019 with a little more weight and oomph and less bitching and ranting and moaning and more <laughs> productive, beloved conversation about the true hits. You can join us on inrealdeep.com in the next couple of weeks and especially subscribe to the In Real Deep podcast because we're going to be putting out our top 10 list on the website and then recording our best movie of 2019 episode in the very near future. We're very excited. Andrew and I are knocking a few movies off here and there. We hope to have all of that done by the end of January. So keep revisiting inrealdeep.com. Subscribe to the podcast. Reload every day. We will bring that to you, and it will be a treat. It's one of our – I think, Andrew, I think it's my favorite episode of the year, and I love figuring out our favorite movie. Last year was a very sort of out of nowhere, we just burst out (laughs) with words and picked a movie. This year I think it might be a little more predictable, but I'm still very excited to sort of hash it out with you live on air and sort of figure out what's the best. Yeah, I know it's going to win already because you yeah, care. Yeah, I've been written down. I'm actually looking you, at it right now. You, you care more about it than I do this year. As well. that's it, so, I have it yeah. written down. But you know what? If you if yeah. we talk each other out of it, that's totally fine. Like, there's no – maybe in, in a few weeks I will disagree. So that's the joy yeah. of what we're putting it together is we'll, we'll figure it out. We, we won't decide until we decide. So that's the joy of the yeah. top movie of the year. Yep. Well, thank you all so much for listening again. InRealDeep.com is the home for all of our great content. Subscribe to the InRealDeep podcast everywhere. We have a bunch of good Christmas episodes. We got a lot more stuff coming. 
There's going to be a lot of horrible movies coming out in January <laughs> through March, but there'll probably be a few gems here and there, and we will do our best to bring you coverage of those. We're going to finish our Quentin Tarantino filmography. Django Unchained is not far away as well. So subscribe and check out all of our episodes. Andrew, thank you for joining us. Good luck working your way through the rest of these 2019 movies. I believe you will. I, I'm impressed to see how many you knock out in the next couple of weeks. I feel like you're going to do a real good job. Uh, I feel like I'm already doing a good job. You're doing great. I'm proud of you. I'm very, every day I'm proud of you. <laughs> oh, thanks. Thanks, bud. And we're proud of all of you for listening. Thank you so much, as always. And we'll be seeing you further on up the road. Adios. Adios.